0: It is Saturday, October 16th, 2021. This is the K.O.L.L. Week 6 Preview Show. Welcome into the podcast. I am a one-man band today. No uh, extra analysts, no bullshit. All Stefan Sigs, all day. As always, I am your host, and this is the week six preview show. Gonna break it down a little bit different, because I'm getting bored. I'm gonna break down NFL matchups week by week. Uh, I'm sorry, game by game. I'm gonna run through the KOLL. Obviously, but I'm gonna run through it a little quicker and then I'm gonna break down the NFL's matchups because that's the most interesting way to talk about fantasy football is to analyze the matchups across the board. But for the KOLL, the first matchup, number 10 and 1 in 4, Oracle is taking on the 0-5, number 12 ranked Austin 316. The Oracle has a mighty impressive 81.16 projection for the week. And when I when I saw this figure, I went back in and I checked on the Oracle because I figured there must have been some injuries. Or perhaps he hadn't optimized his lineup to its full potential. However, when I went in and I looked at the Oracle's team, it was absolutely the best that he could do. 81.16 is... The lowest projection I have ever seen. So, uh, I mean, Austin 316, this could be your shot to get your first victory. Projected 149.69. Is ranked number 12 in the rankings for overall just lackluster performance as a manager. It'll be interesting to see if Austin 316 can turn it around and try and find some direction for his team. Because right now he just feels directionless. 2 in 3 and number 9 Forever on Clean is projected 150.16 is taking on number 6 ranked Nick Top Greg Bottom who is 3 and 2 projected 158.39. Number 5 is The Long Island Beasts. At three and two, they are taking on number three-ranked Devante's Inferno. At four and one, Devante's Inferno is looking to overcome last week's loss and and prevent a second loss in a week. And they're gonna in two weeks, and they're going to need a miracle, as they are projected to lose this one 155.6 to 193.71. The Long Island Beast in comparison to the Oracle. This is probably the highest projection I've ever seen. Uh, Obviously, he's gotten 30 points already on Thursday night, but 193.71. That is 112 points projected higher than our lowest projected team, the Oracle. 112 points difference. That's incredible. Uh, Honestly, very impressive from both of these teams on their projections. The Oracle for being terrible and the Long Island Beast for being great. Um, very interesting. The Long Island Beasts are a 38-point projected favorite this week against Devontae's Inferno. Two and three, and number eight, it's the Thick Dicks. They are a six-point favorite this week against number four, the Longest Yard, who is four and one. Number seven is the Atlanteans. Projected 139.39. They are 3-2 on the season. They are taking on 11th ranked and 0-5. Melonheads who are projected 127.97. And in our matchup of the week... No matchup of the week segment for scheduling conflict reasons. The DeLongles are four and one and ranked number one on the season. They will play host to Who's Justice Beaver, who is number two ranked on the season and also four and one. Who's Justice Beaver comes into this matchup as a one and a half point favorite? This is a a fiery matchup. This should be a fantastic matchup. All eyes should be glued on to this one. Number one against number two. This is the biggest match of the season. It's been penciled in on the schedule all year long for these managers and I can't wait to see who comes out on top. Now we are going to kick it over to me again to break down the NFL's week six action. And we are back, and I am going to do it a little bit different this week. As I said, I am going to break down the NFL's action game by game. We can bring up the players, talk about where teams are ranked, who, who gives up points where, and try and figure out which players are the best plays this week. The first matchup takes place in London this week, 9.30 in the morning again love these games not just because my team's involved this time but I just love the 930 game so much fun the 0-5 Jaguars take on the 1-4 Dolphins the Dolphins are a three-point favorite in this matchup Tua Takovailoa should be back this week uh, Jalen Waddell should be a good play Mike Siki should be a good play Devontae Parker is out Will Fuller is out um, James Robinson, the Dolphins, allow the most fantasy points per game to the running back this season, and James Robinson has seen 15 carries at least in three straight games. For his career, James Robinson is averaging 19.2 fantasy points per game and 4.9 yards per carry when he gets 15 carries in the game. The Dolphins are also fourth worst against fantasy quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence should be a good play. And they are third worst against fantasy wide receivers. I'm hoping for a big game this week from Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault. And Dan Arnold has been ha- seeing some manufactured touches for the Jaguars offense, seeing plenty of targets. And Trevor Lawrence seems to trust him. The new arrival of Dan Arnold has, uh, has really elevated the game for Trevor Lawrence. So I would play every Jaguar I have. Obviously, you don't roster too many of them. But if they're on your team, they should be a good play this week. And any time you're playing against the Jaguars, play the guys on the offense. Um, the Jaguars have been pretty solid against the run this year. Um, the Dolphins don't seem to really be running the ball too much, at least not with their best player. So it'll be interesting to see Miles um, Gaskin, see if he can get the same kind of passing work he saw last week. And he probably should with those two stud receivers not playing this week. The next game I have here is the Chargers at 4-1, taking on the Ravens at 4-1. The Ravens are a a two-and-a-half point favorite. Lamar Jackson has been going absolutely nuclear over the past few weeks. Um, Last week in the second half specifically was incredible. And he's just throwing the ball over and over and over again to Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. I know that they had broken the record for most games with over 100 yards rushing. But let's just be honest. They are not running the ball well with their running backs no matter who it is who they're giving the ball to they are not seeing the type of success they had in the past the majority of their rushing attack is coming from Lamar and that's why it's it's kind of been tough for them to throw the ball early in the game but I mean Lamar if you can have your any opinion you want on Lamar Jackson. I do not care at this point. He, I was completely down on Lamar coming into this year, and he has showed me a completely different player. He has blossomed into a, a more well-rounded quarterback, and he can absolutely sling it. And the emergence of Hollywood Brown and the re-emergence of Mark Andrews have been tailoring the way for him to do so. Justin Herbert may very well be the best quarterback in the NFL. I know that is debatable. Sure, he is young and just his second season, but he is smashing everybody, and he looks fantastic. Unfortunately, Mike Williams is questionable and may not play in this matchup. If that's the case, Keenan Allen should be a great target. Austin Eckler is fantastic all the time, and Baltimore is allowing the fourth-most rushing yards per game at 148.8. Good for 4.9 yards a carry. And Austin Eckler is tied for the league lead with seven total touchdowns. I would absolutely love having Austin Eckler on my, on my team. He's incredible and should have a big matchup, a big game this week against the Ravens. Um, it says uh, the Chiefs are a six and a half point favorite this week, taking on the Washington football team. And on paper, this game should have the most offense this week. The Chiefs are giving up the 2nd most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks and Washington is giving up the most. Washington is also allowing the most fantasy points to fantasy wide receivers and are 10th most against running backs. The Chiefs are 10th most against wide receivers and 11th against running backs so both of these teams are right about top 10 worst teams against fantasy players. Uh, giving up a whole lot of points. And again, on paper, this should have a lot of points. What I worry about for Washington, of course, is Terry McLaurin questionable, Antonio Gibson is questionable, and Logan Thomas is obviously out. On the other side for the Chiefs, I mean, Tyree Hill is questionable. And as I stated a second ago, Washington is giving up the number one, the most fantasy points to wide receivers on the season. However, if Tyree Hill is out, I do not trust Byron Pringle, and I do not trust Mecole Hardman, and I do not trust Robinson either. Give me Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs are coming off back-to-back losses. They have a losing losing record on the season, and Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are going to ensure that doesn't continue. I'm... Get Travis Kelsey and play him everywhere. Pat Mahomes, this is probably why the Long Island Beast have such a high projection, is the Pat Mahomes-Travis Kelsey stack. Again, Clyde edwards Lair is not playing. Darrell Williams is in. Look for him to have a pretty solid game as well against Washington's very underperforming and disappointing defense. The Vikings are 2-3 and, and a one-point favorite this week against the 3-2 Panthers. Christian McCaffrey will miss his third straight game. Carolina is 3-0 when Christian McCaffrey plays, and 0-2 without him. Well, it'll be interesting to see if he can get over that if they can get over that hump without Christian McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard has been playing decent decent enough anyway. He is no Christian McCaffrey. And Sam Darnold has absolutely struggled. Over the last two games, the two games they lost, he has been sacked eight times and hit 19 times. The defense, um, the defense for the Panthers, however, is only allowing 4.75 yards per play that is second in the NFL behind just the Buffalo Bills, who have been historically dominant so far this season. The Panthers are 30th, uh, they, so they give up the third least points to fantasy wide receivers. And with Justin Jefferson and Alan Thielen both questionable this week, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings can do. They will get Dalvin Cook back. And without Antonio Madison, Dalvin Cook really should be the strong play this week. But the Panthers, are it, against fantasy running backs, are the 26th best worst matchup. Meaning they're top 5, top 10, top 7 against running backs this season. And the Vikings are going to need Dalvin Cook. However, over the last four... Four road games for Kirk Cousins. He is averaging 26.3 fantasy points, 320 yards per game, and 11 touchdowns to zero interceptions. The last four road games for Kirk Cousins. So, I mean, hey, if the receivers are there, smash Kirk Cousins. If they're not, it's going to be tough. Dalvin Cook should see a lot of work, so... It'll be interesting to see. Again, I know that uh, Devontae's Inferno, I know that they only have one starting quarterback this week, and it is Kirk Cousins because some sly dog dropped all his fab to make sure no one else could get the only available starting quarterback. Who did that? <laughs> the 4-1 and one Rams are 9.5-point favorites this week against the 1-4 and four Giants. The Giants are missing guys all over the place. Saquon Barkley, Kevin Kenny Galladay. Um, so Devontae Booker will fill in for Saquon Barkley. Uh, I mean, but I mean the Rams defense is so good all, at all, uh, all three levels really. The Rams defense is so good; it's going to be tough for Giants to do anything. Kadarius Tony does appear to be the Giants' best player. Uh, I hope to see them just kind of feed him the ball, manufacture him some touches, and see if they can move the ball a little bit on the Rams' defense. They're going to need him big time. Let's hope he can keep his head on straight and keep making plays like he has been. The Rams, very interesting, have only allowed four sacks on the season. That's the best in the NFL. The Giants have only sacked eight guys on the season. Um, Should be a huge day for Matthew Stafford and the receivers' cup. Bobby Bosque, of course. Uh, Van Jefferson, this should be a big game for the Rams. and if if the rich don't keep getting richer, Daryl Henderson has been fantastic so far this year, and he is the third. He is third in the NFL on touches percentage for running backs. Second only to Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler. I mean, he is getting 72% of the running back touches for the Rams when he is on the field. And he could, he could very well have a good game as well. I would play everyone for the Rams this week. And for the Giants, uh, it's going to be tough. If you need Devontae Booker to play, play Devontae Booker. Uh, I think Kadarius Tony is, after the last two weeks, it's going to be hard to not put him in your lineup. He is questionable, however. Darius Slayton, also questionable for the Giants. Danny Dimes does look like he will play, if that does help your opinion on Kadarius Toney. The Packers are 4-1, and, and they are 5-point favorites taking on the 3-2 Chicago Bears. Aaron Rodgers is 20-4 lifetime against division rival Chicago, and over his last four against the Bears, 10 touchdowns and 0 interceptions, Devontae Adams is absolutely incredible. He has 115 yards or a touchdown and 7 out of the last 8 against the Bears. While Aaron Jones has never had more than 90 yards against the Bears. I'm talking about the Packers air game here. And there isn't much of an air game to be honest after Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is crazy. This guy is just wide open all the time and he's making plays. Uh, For the Bears Justin Fields has been less than desirable On the season And Alan Robinson Is questionable Uh, They will be without Damian Williams Obviously they will be out Without David Montgomery So Khalil Herbert is the play this week And playing for the Bears Being a Bears running back I mean, play the man. He's going to get the volume, and um, I mean, we'll see how he does. He could take a hold of that, uh, that running game for when Dam- Damien Williams comes back. We will see. The 1-4 in four Houston Texans are 10-point underdogs against the 1-4 in four Indianapolis Colts. A very interesting thing to note, Houston is missing their starting left tackle, Larry Mietunzel, which should make it even harder for the Texans' poor offense to move the ball. Brandon Cooks is the only startable asset for the Houston Texans. Obviously, in our league, I'm sure Davis Mills will be started. We'll see. But this is, from what I understand, this may be the last chance for Davis Mills to do something as Tyrod Taylor should be coming back. And T.Y. Houston may make his season debut against the team he routinely torches. Listen to this stat. In 18 career games for T.Y. Hilton against the Houston Texans, he has 97 catches for 1,718 yards and 11 touchdowns. Wow! If T.Y. Houston can come back this week and get some play, uh, if you're gonna play T.Y. Hilton, it's gonna be against Houston. Michael Pittman should have a huge game as well, and Johnny Taylor finally getting the workload that we're looking for should smash the Texans and their t- their their 14th most. Running back fantasy points on the season. Ninth most against the quarterback. So, I mean, Carson Wentz, 403 yards last week. Look for my man Carson Wentz to keep blowing up a little bit, especially if he does get T.Y. Houston back into the lineup. The 3-2 and Bengals are 3.5-point favorites against the 0-5 Lions. Joe Mixon did turn up questionable again at practice. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins should smash the Lions who give up the six most fantasy points to fantasy wide receivers. Jamar Chase is the second rookie through his first five starts to have 450 yards and five touchdowns. The first one to do it, the only other one to do it, is Randy freaking Moss. Uh, That is the, the level Jamar Chase is playing at right now. He is just a big play waiting to happen. It seems like every week he's got a long touchdown. I don't see how you could ever take Jamar Chase out of your lineup. Uh, the Lions do pretty well against uh, against running backs anyway, so if Mixon can't play uh, against Samaj AP, Ryan is on the COVID IR. Chris Evans is an interesting name, rookie out of Virginia Tech, who could see... Uh, An uh, an advancement in volume this week against the Lions, who, again, have a poor defense. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams are both questionable. TJ Hawkinson is questionable for the Lions. Those are the three best players for the Lions offense. And if any of the two or three or even just one of those guys don't play, the Lions could have an increasingly hard time moving the ball. I'm Owen Ross St. Brown. The rookie has really broken out over the past couple of weeks. It'll be interesting to see if he continues to get more and more volume for the Lions offense and uh, Jared Wharf. The 5-0 Arizona Cardinals are taking on the 3-2 Cleveland Browns. Interesting thing for the Cardinals is Cliff Klingsberry. he's got COVID. He tested positive. He will not be available for the game. That is their play caller. That is the, their guru. That is the guy making the decisions. And he will not be at the game in a very tough matchup against the Cleveland Browns, who are coming off of last week where it seemed like neither team's defense showed up between the Browns and the Chargers especially in the fourth quarter, really the second half. It really seemed like neither team's defense showed up. I'm sure Cleveland's defense is going to have a lot of pride in themselves and come out and try to make things happen. Kyler Murray has been playing a little eh lately, and D-Hop is questionable. He was limited in practice. Um, If he doesn't play and, you know, the Browns have a good rush defense um, look for short passes to Rondale Moore. AJ Green is also questionable. This could be a big game for Rondale, Rondale Moore and the passing back Chase Edmonds. I think these two really are the smash plays for Arizona. If D-Hop's not out, if D-Hop is in, however, of course you play him. But he has gone seven straight games without reaching 100 yards, which is actually pretty crazy. Um, so, it, I mean, even if D-Hop is out there... It, Kyler spreads the ball around. D Hop is elite. He's an elite talent. Um, But with the injuries he's been getting, with the lower leg injuries and his lack of production compared to what we're used to from DeAndre Hopkins, um, it may be a a time to maybe sell a little high on DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I I didn't. I'm just saying, you know, if the owner wants to reach out to who's Justice Beaver and, and make an offer. I'm sure he's willing to listen. Kareem Hunt should get the start this week. Nick Chubb will not play. He is out. Um, Kareem Hunt has five touchdowns through five games this year as the secondary back, really. So if, if he's the primary back, getting all the touches for the Browns this week, should be a really good play. He also gets a lot of good work in the passing game. Odell Beckham still continues to not be able to connect with Baker Mayfield, and Jarvis Landry is maybe making his return to the lineup this week. We will see if Landry comes back. He is immediately the best receiver in Cleveland. The 4-1 Dallas Cowboys are three and a half point favorites against the New England Patriots. The Patriots have a really good defense. Trayvon Diggs has six interceptions in five games for Dallas. That is actually incredible. That may be the The most impressive stat of the season is Trayvon Diggs' six six interceptions in five games. Dallas is, interestingly, the only team in the NFL who is top 10 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. They are getting it done on both sides of the ball. Amari Cooper had 17 targets and two touchdowns in Week 1. Since then, Amari Cooper has just 18 targets over the last four games and two touchdowns. Dak Prescott has been spreading the ball around, most notably throwing the ball to the tight ends. He really is spreading the ball around all over the place, and the wide receivers, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, really have not. I just brain farted on the name of Dallas's tight end. I'm just going to—that's why there was a pause. I completely just brain farted. His name is Dalton Schultz. He's throwing the ball to Dalton Schultz. He's really breaking out as one of those must-play fantasy tight ends. Um, And something to talk about. Oh. Oh, Dallas is undefeated against the spread That's the other interesting I did some chicken scratching right here You know, I wanted to take some notes And try and give some in-depth analysis And I got some chicken stra- some chicken scratch And some of it's really hard to see Because I wrote it down really fast I truly have some really nice handwriting when I try But I didn't try Anyway, so New England running backs have been putting the ball on the ground a lot lately, and Dallas is creating a lot of turnovers. So Dallas' defense, I think, is the best defense to play this week if you're in DFS. Um, Damian Harris is questionable. Uh, Romandre Stevenson, we'll see. He got 11 carries last week. We'll see if he can get it done again. And Jacoby Myers continues to look for his first career NFL touchdown, which is pretty crazy to think about because I think he's been the best receiver in New England for at least the last year and a half, maybe even beyond that. And he has yet to find the end zone. That is actually, I feel bad for him. And I really, I really want to see him get into the end zone. Last week, they threw him a screen pass on the goal line. Uh, Just, it looked like they were really trying to just get him into the end zone. Like, they were like, well, let's just get it out to him and have him run it in. Give him his first touchdown. And, and he dropped it. (laughs) He dropped it. So still looking for his first career touchdowns to Kobe Myers. The three and two Raiders are three and a half point underdogs against the three and two Broncos. Uh, not too much to talk about in terms of fantasy points. Um, the Raiders and the Broncos are both really just tough teams to, to talk about, really, cause you never know. One guy might break out one week and then have zero points the next week. Um, Cortland Sutton is definitely the best play of the week in this matchup for the Broncos. Uh, Melvin Gordon's questionable, so it'll be interesting to see if he doesn't play about Javante Javante Williams. I'm really having brain farts right now. I feel like I'm talking a mile a minute. My thoughts are coming out quicker than I can talk. Um, The Raiders have been dealing with all kinds of drama with the John Gruden-ish. But really what's hurting them is Josh Jacobs 3.2 yards per carry is the third worst in the NFL this season for running backs who qualify. If he can't run the ball, if the Raiders can't run the ball, it makes it harder for Derek Carr to find his targets, specifically Darren Waller, who has been down over the past few weeks is not seeing the th- I'm, I lie. He's seeing the targets. He's seeing the targets, but he's he's having a hard time with the connection with Derek Carr. He's not hitting them. This is definitely the least fun matchup of the week. Sunday night, the Seattle Seahawks at 2-3 are 5-point underdogs against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Russell Wilson will miss his first games as an NFL player. Uh, That's very unfortunate. Geno Smith will take over as the starting quarterback. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. Honestly, Geno Smith threw that interception that kind of iced the game last week. But really, I thought he looked pretty well. I thought he threw the ball well. I thought he made some good decisions. Just try to make something happen late and through that interception. It'll be interesting to see, though, how the the wide receivers there in Seattle perform with Geno Smith as opposed to Russell Wilson. They're both kind of really been deep threats between Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf. Um, I'm really curious to see if Geno continues to throw the ball the way Russell Wilson did. Uh, Obviously, Chris Carson, I don't even know what to say. For the steelers juju smith schuster's out for the season deontay johnson obviously is the big guy uh, is the big threat the big target hog and chase claypool is a dynamic deep threat we saw it last week i think he had four catches for 127 yards and a touchdown um so it i mean seattle gives up a whole lot of points they give up the sixth most points to fantasy quarterbacks the third most to fantasy running backs and the second most to fantasy wide receivers continuing to disappoint this is not the legion of boom we remember in seattle that's for sure so Najee harris is probably the best play this week for pittsburgh he sees uh he gets a lot of carries and he's been seeing a whole lot of targets as well uh he has a rushing touchdown and back-to-back game so i'm smashing Najee harris in the last matchup on the ledger monday night the buffalo bills take on the tennessee titans Uh, Obviously, we can talk about the Buffalo Bills offense. Listen, 35 35 plus points in three straight games as a franchise record. They'll go to tie the NFL record for 35 point plus games in a row with four this week against Tennessee, who gives up a lot of points. Buffalo's defense is allowing just 78.4 rush yards per game. Derrick Henry obviously leads the NFL, so something has got to give in this matchup. Buffalo's defense is number one, 32nd, if you will. They gave up the least amount of fantasy points to quarterbacks, the least amount of fantasy points to running backs, and the least amount of points to fantasy wide receivers. The Buffalo Bills have been historically great on defense and offense at the very same time. I believe this is the best team in the NFL, and they continue to prove it. Josh Stallion, he's handsome. He's good at football. There is not a scenario in the world where I'd consider not playing Josh Allen, especially this week against Tennessee's poor defense. Uh, I, I think this is the week that Stephon Diggs finally breaks out. Listen, teams has saw what happened last year with Stephon Diggs. He was the clear number one target, and I think they keyed a little bit on stopping Stephon Diggs. But Josh Allen is very good. So he has just continued to find open receivers. Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox, Cole Beasley. He's slinging it around. He's making plays. And I tell you what, defenses are going to have to adjust. And they're going to have to try and slow down these other guys. And Stephon Diggs is one of the best receivers in the NFL. And it's all a matter of time before that happens and Stephon Diggs breaks back out like he's supposed to. I think it starts this week. Stephon Diggs, smash play, start of the week at wide receiver. Speaking of start of the week, I said Stefan Diggs was my start of the week at wide receiver. My start of the week at running back happens on Sunday night. That's Najee Harris. And my start of the week at wide receiver, uh, give, me, give me Bobby Bosque again coming off the big week last week. twelve tar- uh, 14 targets, 12 catches, 150 yards. Bobby Bosque is my start of the week at wide receiver. And, I mean, if you want to have a start of the week at tight end, go ahead and, and lock in Travis Kelsey. So that was the NFL's Week week 6 Breakdown. KOLL's been broken down. Now we're going to kick it over to Here's What I'm Betting On with Stefan Siggs. Welcome into Here's What I'm Betting On with Stefan Siggs. And I got to tell you something I did a lot. Uh... Before I continue, though, I would like to note there's a dehumidifier going down in, in the office right now. Um, we're having a moisture issue up in the mountain, which I guess I should have assumed would be a thing, but I did not think about it one bit. Um, Instead, said a moisture level in a house should be somewhere between, I think it was 35 and 40%, and my house was running about 75%, which is... <clears throat> pretty bad, so we were, we we're having a moisture issue up here, which we had no idea until a, a friend bought us a dehumidifier And now we know That we've been having a moisture issue, so it's loud and it's back there, but today Stefan Sigs, I'm gonna make my picks my here's what I'm betting on live right here on the air and I gotta tell you. I only have $5 left on bet MGM, and it was a, a free bet. It was a free bet So I put my $5 free bet on a one-game parlay for the Jaguars and the Dolphins, having some fun with my own team, of course. I got James Robinson over 65 rushing yards, Trevor Lawrence 2-plus passing touchdowns, and the Jaguars to cover a a 2.5 spread. I put $5 on that. If I win, I get $19.50. If I lose, I continue to not have any money. So the rest of everything that I did today is on FanDuel. I pick my high lows, <clears throat> my high lows today are, I got the highest total points, the Chiefs I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I believe they're going to smash today, the lowest point total I gave to the Bears, the most passing yards I also gave to the Chiefs for the same reasons as before, got the Patriots on the least amount of passing yards. The most rushing yards, I gave it to the Carolina Panthers. At the time I made these picks, I was under the impression that Christian McCaffrey would be playing today. He is not, but I'm just going to keep it with my gut. Uh, The least amount of rushing yards is for the Houston Texans. The most sacks I gave to the Steelers, the least sacks, the Seahawks. Now I'm going to go in, and I'm going to just do a main slate game here, and I'm going to talk about it. Right here in the air, you can hear my thought process. Uh, understand where I'm coming from. It, my computer's taking so long. So long. First world problems, I know, but come on now. You pay for the most amount of data you can get on Wi-Fi. And the shit's still slow. It's it's quite annoying. I'm going in. I'm hitting the main slate. <clears throat> I'm entering a big old tournament here. Let's go. Uh, I don't want any of that. Well, I always enter this. I'm going to enter the $2.5 million NFL Sunday Million. I'm going to enter a lineup. and Now, this is a big tournament. So, uh, you're looking for high ceiling. You don't really want to make... I mean, you're going to want to have some chalky place. But really, you're going to want to look for guys who are kind of deviating away from the popular picks. Um, for example, Dalvin Cook <clears throat> is probably a really good play this week. I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to absolutely stay away from that, and I'm going to go down here to Austin Eckler. He's a little expensive at $8,400. <clears throat> but Austin Eckler has been an absolute smash play, and Baltimore's run defense has been less than good, and I sh- this game should have a lot of points, and I think Austin Eckler is the key to it. I'm taking Austin Eckler at running back. Now, I don't like to pick my second running back yet. I always like to start off with my first one and say, okay, who's the most expensive running back I want to pay for today? And I plug him in. The next thing I do is I pick the best wide receiver I'm willing to pay up for, which today is, I don't think I can get away. I got to go with Devontae Adams. I'm willing to pay up. If, you know, he can get, go for 30 points. I talked earlier in the podcast about what he does against the Chicago Bears on a routine basis. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. And now the next thing I like to do is pick my defense and get them out of the way. Kind of drive down my average money left situation. And in this, in here, when you're picking your defense, really the the expensive defenses, the defense you expect to smash. They don't end up making you the money back. Because what you're looking for on these contests is 3x salary. So if you're paying $5,000 to the Rams today against the Giants, then you need them to score 15 fantasy points. They can. They absolutely can. But the odds are they're not going to. So what I like to do is kind of go down and look for teams that I think have the potential to have a good game but also aren't really all that expensive, especially in a big tournament like this. So when I'm looking at it, who do I think isn't going to be rostered very much and has a chance to have a good game? And I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns against the Arizona Cardinals. And coming off of last week against the Chargers, I'm sure not too many people are going to be picking Cleveland today. However... I have seen the Arizona Cardinals offense kind of sputter a little bit over the past few weeks. I watched the the Arizona-Jacksonville game pretty closely, obviously, and I watched the Jaguars bait Kyler Murray into some throws. The Browns have a significantly better defense than the Jaguars have, that's for sure, and I think Cleveland's defense is going to have a good game today. So I'm taking Cleveland at home against Arizona as my defense. The next thing I like to do is pick my tight end. Again, this is mostly this is you're looking to drive down cost. However, this week in particular, I'm eyeing up Travis Kelsey because earlier in the podcast, as I mentioned, I think Kansas City is going to smash today. Tyree Kills banged up. I think Travis Kelsey is going to dominate today. Dominate. So I'm looking at him. I see him at 8,500, which is expensive. That's the same cost as Devontae Adams. It's $100 more than Austin Eckler. The next the next most expensive tight end is Darren Waller, all the way down at 7,000. If I was not looking to pay this kind of price for Travis Kelsey, I would be looking down here at guys like Mark Andrews, is only 6,300. And now, as I'm saying that, I don't think I, I don't think I can justify playing Travis Kelsey. I don't. 8,500 means I need him 3x to score 26.5 points. 25.5 points. You know what? I'm throwing in Travis Kelsey, and then I'm going to have to be looking for home runs. Now I need a cheap running back. A cheap running back who has a chance to have a great game today. I'm going down. Ooh. Javante Williams taking on the Raiders. Let me try and get Melvin Gordon's status. He's still questionable. Let's pull up that news. He is expected to play against the Raiders, but he has been injured. I really want to play Javante Williams or Khalil Herbert, but if Chicago gets down big early, he's not going to see the ball. I am going to do that. I am going to take Chavante Williams today against the Denver, against the Las Vegas Raiders. Only fifty-six hundred dollars, which really helps me out because I still need to be able to afford a quarterback I feel comfortable playing. Now I got two wide receiver picks to make, and I'm going to slide down the list again. I'm going to look for a cheap one. Oh my gosh, Kadarius Tony is only six thousand. Odell Beckham six thousand. You know I don't like that. Christian Kirk fifty-nine hundred. My first inclination, Van Jefferson's 5400 <clears throat> AJ Green, my first inclination is to play, Mike just told me that today's the day the Jags are going to win, if you're wondering what time of the morning it is while I'm recording this part of the podcast, Christian Kirk at 5900 that would drive me down, but you know what, I really want to go even cheaper than that. AJ Green in the same game Uh, I don't like it actually I'm gonna play Van Jefferson he has uh, long touchdown potential which is kind of what you're looking for when you're picking these cheaper guys Uh, the Van Jefferson today taking on the Giants I'm gonna plug him into my lineup I'm gonna I'm gonna eye it up though that could change what's up with me Hardman because he's kind of in the same boat is Tyreek Hill playing today can I get confirmation on Tyreek Hill please Anybody? Anybody? Questionable with a quadriceps. Still to this very second. is expected to play. I'm going to hang out there. I'm going to play Van Jefferson. Travis Kelsey's is going to make up for it anyway, I'm sure. And that wide receiver. Again, I'm looking to go cheap because as of right now, 66-67 is my average per player I have remaining for my quarterback, a wide receiver, and a flex. So I'm looking to go cheaper than that. And again, here's Christian Kirk playing the Cleveland's defense, who I started. So I don't like that, actually. So I'm not going to play him. <sighs> Could today be the day that Jacoby Myers finds the end zone against Dallas? I'm not looking for somebody who's just going to make it in the end zone. I'm looking for somebody who's going to be a smash play, who's going to hit the home run, who's going to have a big game. So, you know what? I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs. He's kind of in that boat where he's he is hit or miss, but when he hits, he hits. Mm, not really. He's 20 points one time, only got over 10 one other time. I do not trust that. What are we looking at? Rondale Moore. I'm going to play Rondale Moore. I know they're playing the defense that I'm playing, but all I need is one long touchdown from Rondale Moore to make up for that. So, I'm going to play Rondale Moore. I'm up to 71. Now I'm going to pick my quarterback. All I have left to pick are my quarterback and my flex. So I'm looking at the quarterbacks. And I mean, I can go a little cheaper. Even Taylor Heineke, 7,300, which is kind of my cheap option. That's who I'm looking at. If I'm going to go cheaper than the guys who are expensive, he's the guy I'm looking at. Could today be the day Justin Fields breaks out? Am I going to call my shot on that? I don't think so We got Danny Dimes Carson Wentz 6700 had a great game last week Nobody saw that coming And he could have that kind of game again this week I like it I like it Taylor Heineke like I said Uh, (laughs) Nick saying the Jaguars aren't going to win shit We're going to see Right today I am gonna think I'm going to play Davis Mills. You know what? If I'm going to go that cheap, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. After the game he had last week, swing it out there to Jonathan Taylor and let him run for another long touchdown. That gives me 7600 to fill my flex. The most expensive guy I can afford is DJ Moore and Jonathan Taylor. I'm playing Jonathan Taylor 100%. So here's my main slate. Um, nope. No, actually, I changed my mind. I don't want to play Carson Wentz. I don't want to. He had a good game last week. I don't believe he's going to do it two weeks in a row. We got Baker. I mean, is of the guys I have that I can afford, he is the guy. I mean, just Davis Mills. I'm pretty much at Davis Mills or Carson Wentz. I tell you what, I'm putting this out there right now. Davis Mills or Carson Wentz, who should I have played? Same game, same teams. I'm going Carson Wentz. To hell with it. I'm leaving Carson Wentz in my lineup. That was a $5 entry. I'm going to make more lineups, but that's my main slate lineup. Um, so that I'm Stefan Six, and well that's what I'm betting on. Week 6 preview is in the books. I mean it, it was a shame I couldn't get any analysts on today, but I had a lot of fun being a one man band. It was real great. Uh, I picked my main slate. I, I picked a one-game parlay. I hope I talked about that. I thought I remember talking about that, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember. I broke down some NFL games. I broke down the KOLL. This was the Week 6 Preview Show. I am Stefan Sigs. Enjoy your football.